Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Hello and welcome to Too Old for TikTok. How are you, Catalina? I'm doing wonderfully, Dina. How are you doing? I had a very interesting week. Oh. I had a high high and I had a low low. Tell us about it. The morning I found out uh, a film I worked on was nominated for an Oscar, I then proceeded to fall down a bunch of subway stairs the same morning and injure my arm. It's very bruised. So this is just a PSA to everyone in New York. Be careful on those subway stairs. They're very dangerous. Um, Could you tell me a little bit more about the anatomy of your fall? (laughs) Yes. Great Oscar reference too, by the way. Thank you. Did you see that movie? Absolutely not. But I did read a Wikipedia summary of the plot. It's a, I liked it. It's a good movie. I It looked like a good movie. So I took two steps going down towards the subway on my way to work. And on the third step, my feet slipped right out from underneath me. There was a man in front of me. I don't know <gasps> how he stayed upright and didn't fall because I rammed into his ankles. He grabbed onto the banister. So immediately I get up, I say to everyone around me, because it's, you know, rush hour, I say, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. People are staring at me. The guy in front of me who I hit was like, "Um, I'm fine. Like, are you good? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's great. And thank God I was wearing my winter puffy jacket because I was bleeding through it. Like, if I wasn't, I don't know what would have happened. But oh, my God. Was there ice to slip on? It's been, like, cold and rainy. It was wet, for sure. Mm -hmm. And you just, you know, stepped. Yeah. We're just two klutzy gals. It reminded me of when you fell on your knee back this summer. I fall a lot. I hurt myself a lot. I burn myself a lot. So, yes, this does sound like something that I would do. But let's celebrate the high high. Yay for Dina. It's sad that you could. Can you say what film it was? Yeah, yeah, it's it's um, a documentary short film called The Barber of Little Rock. And what was it nominated for? Best documentary short film. Oh, was it about a barber in Little Rock, Arkansas? Yes, people can watch it on The New Yorker. Okay, all right, I'll, I'll give it a watch. Speaking of Great. Arkansas, this weekend I had a dinner party I guess we call them a dinner party with some friends and as an activity we decided to rank all of the U.S. states from worst to best all 50 of them Mm -hmm. based on what was the worst um well here's the thing it was three people from Argentina and myself Ivan and Perna my friend who's from Minnesota originally and so I would say it was the most arbitrary ranking that anyone in the world could come up with. So all of this caveat, caveat, caveat. I think it was Indiana, but mm. Arkansas was also pretty low on our list. And Were you sober? Iowa was pretty low. No. <laughs> no, yeah. Okay. And you know how... In Iowa, interesting. You yeah. know how I know I w- we were um, not sober is because Ohio made it into the top 25. Wow. And I was the only one in the group who was like, this is ridiculous. Ohio can't be in the top 25. How is Ohio over the Carolinas right now? Well, because Ohio has Cedar Point, home to one of the tallest roller coasters that I will be going to in May, hopefully, when I visit you. 
So if I like that, it would make it into my top 25. Well, the argument of one of the people who was voting for Ohio was it's in the top 25 because we're here. Oh, okay. I like that. I mean, listen, there's no rules. So that's a good way to judge by based on what people are there. You also like you. I wouldn't be able to judge a state I've never been to. I've never well, been to Nebraska. Was, we went based on but, vibes. We were going based on vibes. Right, like, right. does it give you what's your instinct what's your gut instinct when you think of that state gut reaction yeah got it now do you want to guess what the top state was new york no damn oregon no actually oregon i think we had some contention there because they put it in the bottom 25 and i was like no it should be in the top 25 yeah i get good vibes from there but just maybe because of the oregon trail Mm, mm, i don't think they were thinking about that fun game try again California? No. Okay, good. That would be so boring. Tennessee? No. <laughs> Hawaii. Oh, Hawaii. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. And somehow we put Maine as number six. I couldn't see that. Yeah. Um, New York was up there. Lots but New rules. York, you have to think about the whole the state as a the whole. The whole state, yes. Although, yes, yes. although... We put Illinois pretty high because they were really riding hard for Chicago. And I was like, mm, what does Illinois have to city. offer besides Chicago? I don't know. It's exactly. a great question. Farms? Yeah. Yeah, farms. Okay. Probably like a big ball of yarn. Anyway, fun activity to yell at people about ranking states based on vibes. I feel like there was a TikTok filter like this. Mm-hmm. Really? Like rank... There was that trend where people were ranking celebrities or they would put them in the slots. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Come up on a, yes. on a wheel and then yeah. you had to rank them. And it was like and places someone really. did it with Steve. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. But yeah. anyway, next time you need a structured activity at a dinner, that's what you should do. Catalina loves a structured activity. I do. I do. So okay. should we get to well, TikTok? Let's definitely get to TikTok. The first thing we need to address is something I'm calling pookie talk. Ugh, pookie talk. Pookie talk is everywhere. So pookie is a, you know what? Are they, are they dating? No, they definitely, she has an engagement ring. Are they married or are they just engaged? Do you know? I'm going to be honest with you, Dina. The amount of violence with which I've swiped away from these videos they, but they come across your For You page. Yeah. Oh, so much. And also now, like, people mm-hmm. talking about Pookie. Like, right. I'm, I'm relatively informed about Pookie Talk, but I'm okay. not informed about the inner workings of their relationship because I haven't made it through a full video. Okay. Well, there is a user, Campbell Hunt Puckett, and she's dating someone named Jet Puckett. Oh, so they're definitely married. <laughs> she took on his last name. Okay. Sorry for that. <laughs> We did some great research here. Um, They're just a TikTok couple and they live in the South. And I'm going to play an audio from one of their most viral videos. Friday night, date night. Taking Pookie to a new spot tonight with three other couples. And Pookie looks absolutely amazing. Good Lord, babe. I love the old black. Thank you. I'm wearing my Kelly. I'm so excited. And then I have on girlfriend denim, revolve, little lace top, revolve sweater, and J-Lo heels. Uh, I'm wearing a late Christmas present from Campbell. Jacket is Gutteridge. Shirt Gutteridge also at the store out of Italy. Hermes belt. Paige jeans as always. And ostrich Luke Aces tonight. 
So Jet always calls Campbell Pookie. Mm-hmm. And my friend Karen, she's a great detective. We were okay. trying to figure out what this guy does. Jet. So mm-hmm. she went straight to the source, which I think was LinkedIn. And <laughs> it's listed that he's a managing director, MA expert in DSO transactions. So he's really wealthy. He got that doesn't mean MBA anything from Warden. And his UPenn, so, okay. And he he also went to UPenn for law. So DSO, I had to Google what this means. So mm-hmm. I learned something from them. It's dental support organization. So it's basically mergers and acquisitions for dentists and companies and groups and practices. Wow. That's what gets you a Birkin bag these days. Isn't that funny? Karen was saying it's the most random thing that gets you rich these days i always think about that when i'm like actually i think i was recently when i was at the dentist and i was like who no i was getting an x-ray and there was some Hmm. machine that i was looking at like one of those x-ray machines and i was like who has the patent on that machine you know a rich person a rich ass person person. a very rich person so Mm -hmm. that's the type of wealth I don't I don't see dental mergers as the type of wealth where like you're contributing in a way to society, but you're not like a high profile individual. But what you've contributed to society is very high profile. For example, like the makers of wasn't that a plot point in Garden State that like the guy's dad invented Velcro? You know, I tried to watch Garden State a number of times and I never got through it back in the day. I think it was Garden but this State? is giving uh, Romy, uh, Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. She says she was the inventor of post-its. That's what I'm thinking of. Mm, no, it was that the guy's friend who lives in like a very big mansion invented silent Velcro. Okay. Well, yeah, I could see why that makes you rich. That's the type of invention that I aspire to. Something Same. V- very utilitarian mm-hmm. that will contribute in some way that will just make me buku bucks. Right. And now they're blowing up on TikTok. Oh. Everyone's talking about them. Non sequitur. Non sequitur. <laughs> Getting back to TikTok. <laughs> what do you think about their videos and them as a couple? I am worried about talking about them because what's mm-hmm. so interesting about their videos is that so the to describe the videos from what I've seen, it's essentially him commenting on her outfit and being very positive and saying that she looks mm-hmm. great and saying what she's wearing. And they're like basically doing like couples content yep. um, based on her fashion. And I went to the comments because I thought they were going to be hateful. And no, they are love, overwhelmingly positive. Yes. Which I just don't quite understand why this specific couple has managed i mean now they are getting some backlash but they've managed to go viral in such an overwhelmingly positive way with a type of content that i don't find necessarily less irritating than other couples content that gets hate Mm, i think that's a great point for me what i look at in a couple when i look at them i think are they the type of couple that farts in front of one another? <laughs> and the answer is overwhelmingly for me, no, when I mm. watch their content. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't feel natural to me. I think, you know what? 
let out a fart, let out a toot here or there. Let me see how they react to that. I mean, I think what's kind of nice about their content versus other couples. Non sequitur. <laughs> hey, at least I'm t- at least I was talking about inventions and then you just as if that was part of my sentence started talking about their TikTok videos. <laughs> this is at least a related comment okay. that I'm ignoring okay. you and saying my own thing. <laughs> okay. Okay. But all that to say, I think the most irritating couples content is, well, there's so much irritating couples content, overly like saccharine, lovey-dovey, aspirational, like kind of voyeuristic expressions of like physical love is very weird. Mm -hmm. Um, And then couples who in the way like mothers who exploit their babies on TikTok, Mm. couples who exploit their relationships on TikTok, where the entire TikTok just becomes couples content. It just feels awkward and unnatural, which is why I would have expected them to be criticized. But I guess they're not really doing skits. They're just doing one bit over and over. Right. The couples who do pranks that are clearly staged, like that's very cringy to me. But this is just kind of they're showing their lives and it's more geared mm-hmm. towards fashion. I will also add she was a flight attendant. Mm-hmm. So it's very wholesome. And I guess the world is in a place where we need wholesome couples. So I've seen overwhelmingly positive videos or just videos that are breaking down the why of why is this causing, kind of like from our perspective of like, why is this causing such an overwhelmingly positive reaction and one was actually from at Pamela Worst Vitrini who I know you and Melissa interviewed um, where she was talking about how Pookie's husband she was contrasting Pookie's husband energy and discussing the idea of a y'all sexual versus a Mr. Rogers type. Okay let's do it let's talk about Campbell and Jet a Pookie Pookie love story that is confusing all of the internet and I know what's happening here I see the confusion You guys see beautiful, lovely Campbell and sweet, sweet Jet, and you think that he is a y'all sexual. What is a y'all sexual? People in the South know what a y'all sexual is. It's a man with a real loose Southern accent, real um, flamboyant, and just like trustworthiness, sense of self. Self-awareness is lacking. Some examples would be um, Jessica Simpson's father, Joe Simpson, um, Madam Chrisley, and uh, Lindsey Graham with the ladybugs. You should be wary of y'all sexuals. And you guys see Sweet Sweet Jet and you think he's a y'all sexual. He's not. He's not a gentleman either. He's not a southern gent. He's a gentle man. Okay, see where I'm going? He's a gentle man, which is something that you see sometimes in the South. Along the same lines of like a Jimmy Carter, a Mr. Rogers. Do you know how much searching and hunting and digging everyone did on Mr. Rogers? Everyone did on Jimmy Carter. They couldn't find anything, nothing negative. You see a lot of this gentle man in the South because he just, he when he was raised, he spent a little extra time with his mama. But then today I saw she was on a TikTok Live breaking down some I because people obviously they're they're either living he's not from the south I think the guy's actually from Pennsylvania but they're break yeah that's what she was saying but they're breaking down she was breaking down how some there's some backlash now about like their politics Mm. 
and she was essentially saying like how are you surprised by this? how are you surprised by this <laughs> you know like that someone who went to Ole Miss and like wherever the other guy went would be conservative and maybe have like politically conservative and perhaps problematic particularly from a progressive perspective's views another backlash video that i saw was a girl talking about how a while back a video went viral of a couple in italy and the guys watching football at the table and that couple was pookie and her husband (laughs) wow what a crossover event right right because we were just talking about the the whether or not um was that what we talked about the watching football no that was just another creator who was saying like criticizing girls who have boyfriends or husbands who Who watch watch sports sports at the table table. but i guess this did not make it across my for you page there was some section of tiktok that was reacting to this couple with the guy watching football at the table and it was this guy Mm -hmm. jet Mm -hmm. wow okay Mm -hmm. i'm really surprised that he's not from the south because his accent is so strong yeah, that was, he's apparently has some sort of, like, Pennsylvania accent. Okay. Well, this is proliferating, like, all facets of TikTok, this Pookie jet couple. And even Kayak, the brand Kayak, is getting in on the trend and posted a video. Pookie, we talked about this. We find flight, car, and hotel deals. We do not sell kayaks. We do not give kayaks to your uncle. As much as I would love to give a kayak to your uncle, that's not what we do. Okay. You know when the brands get in on something that you've really, like, it's across everyone's For You page now. But I think you asked this too. It's like, you know, the couple, they don't bother me that much. Whatever. I just don't understand, like, why their videos are the ones are the ones that are making it mainstream and making it into everyone's For You page and everyone's talking about it. Some people, it's sort of like the Charlie D'Amelio phenomenon. Why was Charlie D'Amelio yeah. so big? Why did she hit so hard? I think, I, I'm not sure if there's a little bit of luck or a little bit of mm, prodding on the part of the algorithm. Right, right. Well, I'll be interested to see what happens, uh, you know, whether it's a TikTok, you know, there used to be 15 minutes of fame. Now it's who knows how long fame will last. So let's see where this where, where this goes. I need to find out where is Jet from because. Yeah, um, we do. They did meet in Pennsylvania. They're Georgia based. Well, I've done some research and I found out that Jet is not from Pennsylvania. They met in Pennsylvania. They met in a Philadelphia wine bar, but he went to high school in Georgia, which would explain the accent. (laughs) Yes, thank you. I was shocked by that. But yeah, he went to UPenn in Morden. I could have sworn someone was on the internet talking about how he was from Pennsylvania and had like a very specific Pennsylvania accent. And honestly, I believe it. I believed it. But I'll admit when I'm wrong. And I'm wrong. Okay, well, let's move on from Pookie Talk. What did your algorithm show you this week besides Pookie Talk? One of the main things my algorithm has been showing me, and I don't know why, is it like high school musical season, but it's Guess Our Regina videos where they're all doing high school musical and they all sing the line, 
My name is Regina George. Because <laughs> Mean so, Girls movie's out now. No, but also, I think that's also probably why all these high schools are doing, like, high school musical yeah. for their musical. I'm sorry, not, they're doing yeah. Bean Girls for their high school musical. But I was right. just walking Not to around. be confused with Zac Efron and Vanessa. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was confused with. And not to be confused with not to be confused with high school musical, the musical, the series. Right. Okay. So you're talking about mean girls, the musical. And actually it's a lot of middle schoolers as well. So it's okay. middle school and high school musicals are doing mean, mean girls. girls yes. And they're making this trend video, which I had seen before, but now I'm seeing a large quantity of them, probably because the movie came out, of Guess Our Regina's, where a whole series of people sing, and you have to be like, mm, I wonder which Regina it is. And I've just been walking around my house singing, My name is Regina George. <laughs> and Ivan was like, What the fuck are you singing? <laughs> But I saw a really good video by at Swagmaster Talia where she does a parody of all the different like types of middle schoolers who sing in those videos. Guess our Regina! My name is Regina George, and I am a massive deal. My name is Regina George, and I am a massive deal. My name is Regina George. That's so good. I am shocked I haven't been getting a service because I'm very much a musical theater TikTok. I know. Why so am this I is shocking. all this? I know. I don't know. I don't get it. Maybe because I was wow. engaging with like Renee Rapp and like Mean Girls. I was getting a lot of, yeah. um, were you getting the videos a couple, I, st- I stopped getting them, but around when the movie came out where people were critiquing the way that the songs are sung in the movie versus in the musical yeah Yeah. i mean i heard that they were like stripped down versions that's the critique i was getting but you haven't been getting the the guess our regina videos my name (laughs) is regina george okay now it's stuck in my head that's beautiful i am a massive deal we should um do one of these videos but as adults (laughs) not doing the musical Well, anyway, we all know I would not have been in the musical, and if I did try out, I would be squarely in ensemble or chorus. Or I was, I was always alley. I was always a featured dancer, mm-hmm. but I never had a singing part because, as we may have learned from the previous three minutes of me singing, <laughs> I'm not particularly skilled when it comes to singing. Nor am I. But I am pretty skilled when it comes to dancing, so I was always a featured dancer. Wow. Wait, did I tell you about when in high school we did the musical Once on This Island? Right. And it was all white people. And it was all white people, so they had to change the script. Yeah. (laughs) So bad. (laughs) Why did they think that was a good idea? Oh, I think back on that all the time, and I'm just like, oh my God. And what a selection. Were you a dancer in that? Yeah, I was. Wow. And I was 
part of in the program it was like i don't remember the exact name of the um the like upper class people on the island but our our title in the program was peasant chorus <laughs> i love that i'm gonna call you peasant chorus from now on that's your nickname oh my god i had a group chat called peasant chorus for a long time anyway so that's the main thing on my algorithm that's really really just popping up and then this is sort of an Ivan talk. Ivan really enjoyed that we talked about him on the podcast. For Shout you know, out Ivan. Shout out Ivan. And I got a video by at Today I Am Grateful where the guy's talking about what he's grateful for today. And that is salt. Today I'm grateful for salt. I really enjoy salt in my food. It brings out the flavor, adds flavor to foods that are a little bit lacking in flavor. And besides that, it can be used to melt ice on the roads. My favorite comments of this video are, wait till this guy discovers pepper. And he responds back like, no, not really a big fan of pepper. (laughs) And the comment section is also great because it's people saying why they love salt too. It's Mm. really, it's another wholesome video. What are you grateful for today, Dina? What am I grateful for? I'm grateful for what's on my For You page recently, which is a user rhcb.fireball. Now you may be thinking this has to do with the alcohol fireball, but no, it's a literal fireball. So it's a ball that's probably a thousand degrees. It's very, very hot. And every video is a guy with pliers putting, inserting the ball into something new. So the first one that was served to me was the fireball going into mustard. And basically the sound it just makes is a very big like farting noise. (laughs) But there's so many more. You see he does one that goes into propel, the drink, one that goes into clay and the clay lights on fire. I don't know why. Very soothing. Love these videos. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm just laughing so hard at the fact that the video that you really enjoyed this week was like a <laughs> ball of lava going into a bottle of propel. <laughs> this is kind of like when I got into watching those videos of people throwing jars down the stairs. Oh my god, I was thinking it's the same vein. And in that vein also, what's on my furry page that's giving me joy are when you can't tell if it's a real cake or if it's an actual object. Mm-hmm. But usually there's a, there, I forgot who what user does it really well, but it's basically like you have an iPhone, but it's really cake. So then they cut into it with a knife. Yeah. And they do this with all these objects. And someone did a parody of it. Their name is Grace underscore Olivia <laughs> underscore 08. And the caption is real or cake, but it gets progressively more difficult. <laughs> And it's visual, so I would explain it, but the cakes are just awful. <laughs> so they'll put an awful looking iPhone Wait. that you clearly know is cake next to a regular no, iPhone. You know yeah, oh sorry. I was I thought you yeah. said that you clearly knew it was cake and it was a you real do. iPhone. No no no, I watched the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's I a parody. <laughs> it's such a good parody video. I love it. The part where I lost it was the garlic bulb. Oh, yeah, the real just like, a, the, like a, a wad of cake. Yeah, just a balled up white cake. That was good stuff. 
That was really good, good stuff. stuff. Speaking of Fireball, when we used to live in Oswego, New York, there was a liquor store in that depressing town on the way to Oswego called Fulton. Mm-hmm. There was a liquor store that the entire two years we lived there just had on their, um, like, where they announced things, you know, where you would write, like, tacos at Taco Bell. What do we call that? Their sign. But you a sign? Like, yeah, but, like, the letters that you can switch out. So, Is there, like, a, a special? Okay. <laughs> There's not a special term for that type of sign. Anyway, so they had the one. A sign where you can switch no, but it, the letters out. Well, you know you can switch the letters out, like, at Subway, yeah. and you tell the deal of the day or whatever. And mm-hmm. they just said, fireball, exclamation point. <laughs> it, they never changed it. <laughs> That's a deal of the day. Yeah. They probably only had those letters. I have a fireball tidbit I learned this weekend. I was with Sam. And she said, at your wedding, you had requested a tequila soda. Mm-hmm. And she went up to the bar and asked for it. But they gave her fireball <laughs> and soda. And she smelled it luckily before <laughs> she gave it to you. Um, but she, I, I, she, she didn't give it to you. But I thought, wow, that would be the best wedding day ever if you just accidentally drank fireball soda. I mean, I think it's lower alcohol than tequila. It is, but water down fireball, that sounds so nasty. Wow, that's so kind of Sam to be getting me. That it's also so funny that they gave her a fireball soda. Should have put a shrimp in it. What if no, that this was... was when the shrimp, this wasn't during the cocktail. No, I know, hour. but what if that was our specialty cocktail? It was a fireball and soda. <laughs> At your next wedding. It's my next wedding. <laughs> All right. Moving on, there's a great stitch trend, and this video is by Janaynals. <laughs> What's the trashiest name you've ever heard, and what made it trashy? So I worked at a clothing retail store in college, and this lady came in, and I was checking her out, and she had the sweetest new baby girl. And of course, I was like, oh, she's so cute. What's her name? And she said, Cuntley. And it was monogrammed right there on her bag in like the prettiest script. C-U-N-T-L-E-Y, Cuntley. And I was like, oh, I mean, what do you even say to that? And she was like, yeah, a lot of people don't like it, but we just really like it. And I'll never forget that. I think about that girl, because now she'd be a teenager. And I think, how? what is her life like? When I watched this video for the first time, I was kind of scared. I was like, this is going to be racist. Mm-hmm. This is going to be mm-hmm. classist. And then that. <laughs> so good. I Can you. Mean, how? I can't imagine coming across a cuddly. <laughs> I went down a rabbit hole recently one night where I was just watching all these videos by this woman who's like a baby name advisor and they were so entertaining there's multiples but they were Mm -hmm. so entertaining and I was really liking the videos because they were doing like the top names like the most common baby names of 1989 or 1988 and it was like my entire friend group's names (laughs) yes (laughs) except mine but mine is like if you put it in English it would have been one of those names but then the absolutely ridiculous names and the people getting just so fixated on like the way the two names go together. And like, I guess it's sort of like 
when you buy in, you also start fixating. Like when I was planning a wedding and I bought into planning a wedding, I also started like <laughs> having an opinion or like being interested by that type of stuff. So I guess like if you have a baby, you might start being really interested in baby names. But under no circumstances would I name a child Cuntly. No, never, never. I just thought of a good baby name for your baby. What? Babelina. <laughs> wow. You know what I just thought of? Cuntley's bad, but like Dick is a name. Well, it's short for Richard. And can we, like, how did that become a nickname for Richard? I think that Dick became the nickname for dicks. For penis. Okay, well, yes, but I'm talking about Richard, not dicks. <laughs> I know what I'm saying. Like, I think that Dick was the nickname for Richard first. And then, mm-hmm. unfortunately, afterwards, oh, now I see. became now the nickname for sense. penis. I'm not sure, though. I don't know. I'm not informed on this matter. Well, you're making a lot of sense there. I think that it would be like if you named your baby Cockley <laughs> or Cockard. <laughs> Cockerton. A, cock- a Cocker Spaniel. It's a dog. Cocker. So many of these, like, new-timey, not too new-timey, like, the, like, modern, like, popular names are just dog names. True. Dog There is an app you can get that a lot of friends of mine who are having babies got where you can put in your child's name and it gives you the percentage dog versus human (gasps) That's so funny. Yeah. I love that. I would love to know where they get the data for that, but I love that. Should we move on to food? Yeah. Let's do it. Well, you sent this video and I'm surprised because it's football adjacent and we know how much you love football, but it's someone named Mike's Super Shorts Show making a blue cheese soup because the Lions had just played and their color is blue. The Lions are going to beat the 49ers. Let's make some Honolulu blue cheese soup. Add onions and leek. Also add butter and the white parts of green onions. The onions are translucent, add in your spice mix, stir to combine. Into the pot, add a potato and a cauliflower head. Pour in some vegetable broth, save a swim for yourself. Cover and simmer until the potato is fully cooked, about a half hour. Using an immersion blender, blend thoroughly. Time to pour in your Honolulu blue cheese and some heavy cream, stir to combine. We're using blue food coloring to turn our soup blue. Gradually add your dye until you get that perfect shade of Honolulu blue. Looks like the dolphins here. Much better. Ladle your soup into a bowl, top with some green onions and some more blue cheese, and it's delicious. Go Lions! I gotta say, I'm so sorry, but this soup, the blue dye doesn't repulse me. I don't love blue cheese, and the fact that then it's dyed blue is not good for me. No, no thank you. I think this is a very visual video, first of all. Yeah, the but, soup is bright blue. It's lion's colors if anyone yeah, does watch I love blue cheese. I wouldn't necessarily say I, like, crave a blue cheese soup. No. But one of the comments that was funny was people were saying it reminded them of in Bridget Jones' Diary, where she makes... Did you ever see the movie? Where no, she makes... You've never seen Bridget Jones' Diary? I think I tried watching and the first scene is a scalping and it's really... What? No, it's not. Is that... What? <laughs> uh, maybe I'm thinking of another movie. I don't know. Something with Renee Zellweger. Dina. 
I'm thinking of something else. Then. No one is scalped in Bridget Jones' diary. <laughs> it's like a modern it's Pride Zelda and Prejudice, though, right? No, I can a hundred percent guarantee that no one is scalped. It's about like a 130 pound woman who thinks she's fat. I do remember well, that. That's upsetting. I remember reading it when I was a child, and even then, I was like, "Wait, this lady's definitely not fat." <gasps> Oh my god. Okay. Renee Zellweger. Just hold on a second. <laughs> what Bridget Jones diary did you see? <gasps> okay. Renee Zellweger was in a 2000 comedy named Nurse Betty. So when I just Googled scalping movie Renee Zellweger, this movie Nurse Betty came up. So all my life I was thinking Nurse Betty was Bridget Jones's diary. <laughs> Dina, you have to see Bridget Jones' diary. Okay, I will. I, 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 this is one of the most surprising things about you. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm Wait, glad you straightened that up there? You. Um, oh, the blue soup, because there's a scene in yeah. the film where she turns her soup blue. And oh, so it reminded By accident. Yes, by accident. I don't like when colors that we don't normally see in food are put in food. Like when we did purple ketchup and green ketchup in the 90s. That was nasty. Yeah, that was a phase. You know, I'd say bring it back. I love a purple ketchup. Did you? you? I think purple is more acceptable than... Yeah, I mean, my mom buy them. I don't remember if we bought them or if I just had them somewhere. But it was just... It was unnatural. for you. Yeah. Well, speaking of football, I have been getting served a lot of Taylor Swift content, and there's a lot of videos going around explaining how Taylor Swift can make it to the Super Bowl, like someone broke down hour by hour how Taylor can get back from Tokyo in time to see Travis at the Super Bowl. So that's also my free page, but Catalina, I know you don't like talking about this, so we'll we'll just, we'll go to the next. Did you see my eyes immediately glaze over? Yes, we're going to the next thing. <laughs> Which is the oh, sorry, I did. beef. <laughs> we don't have to talk about this for too long because we've already talked about the beef case, Dina. We, I know. Well, you sent me this video by Alyssa.Schmeider1. And it's a video of the waiter serving the beef case in a way yes. that gives me a lot of anxiety. Yes. I remember we talked about the beef case many episodes ago. It's Essentially, it's... Uh, yeah, you explain it. It's a tomahawk steak that they serve at a at some restaurant in Vegas. Um, no, in Miami. This was in Miami, but they also have something like this in Vegas because this was when you were going to Vegas okay. and I was telling you to eat at the Salt Bay restaurant. Or you were going to eat at the Salt Bay restaurant and you didn't. No, no, we didn't, no. But, so it's a giant tomahawk steak and it costs something like $10,000. Like, it's an insane price. Yeah, crazy. And I saw, like an infatuation or an eater article about it that was covered on TikTok and the person being like, this was one of the most foul displays I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. But this was like a live version of the beef case happening. And it is so stressful. So stressful. Like it's just like pounding music. Pounding. And then they and then they um they brand the steak in this like very aggressive manner. And it is a club and I was just like but it's such a show. I I mean I want to eat in peace. That is not that is a type of wealth and use of money that I'm not into. 
Yeah. I'd like to have maybe like a 12 course tasting meal with a wine pairing for that much money. Something because like that. that whole thing is about people looking at you. It's not about right. eating the food. Mm-hmm. Right? right. It's just about right. excess and posturing. Mm-hmm. So next time mm-hmm. I have $10,000, I will not send, spend it on a beef case. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> Thank you. For We're going to do our last section for this episode, which is the content creator spotlight. We've been meaning to discuss this content creator for a little while now. They have a wonderful username. It's at Stinky Asher. And they do a satirical video of 10-year-olds doing get ready with me videos. Get ready with me to yell at my mom for being a selfish cunt. Get ready with me to go to school. So this morning I woke up to the sound of my dad's tears and he was crying because apparently we're going bankrupt, which is so like stupid because I don't get why he just didn't tell the bank no. But whatever, that's just the kind of stupid idiot he is. So yesterday in my history class, we learned about World War II and I just got like so sad because it's like these people never got to like grow up and know what Sephora was. And like, that's just sad, you know. I also got in trouble yesterday because my teacher found out that my doctor's note was fake because apparently being allergic to ugly people isn't a real thing and a doctor would never write that. So I still have to do PE, which is like annoying, but whatever. But one good thing did happen yesterday. Um, I got chosen to speak at the bullying assembly in school tomorrow. Um, and that's really important to me because I really feel like people aren't getting bullied enough these days and we need to bring it back because it's like the only way to improve society and stuff but yeah be kind and spread love always what is your experience with children's getting ready with me videos and also just get ready with me videos in general i got one like probably 12 13 year old girl get ready with me video and maybe another video of a girl talking about people being mean in high school but they're always funny and all the comments are always supportive i don't think we purposely like don't get served underage content like i'm not seeing children on my for you page for good reason but when it's a snarky kid that comes across my those are the two types of videos so yeah. Or I've been getting a lot of videos about the 10-year-old Sephora hauls, mm-hmm. but they're adults speaking about them. Right. So I think one thing that really re- like sticks with me with these children's videos, it, which he's, um, which this user is parodying in this video, is mm-hmm. um, the amount of skincare products they're putting yeah. on their faces. Right. So I've watched this one little blonde girl who has a lot of followers who does like things I hate about and I can't even remember she might have gotten banned I saw that in the suggested videos underneath Stinky Asher's video it was suggesting this user whose name Mm. I can't remember um she probably got banned for being underage on TikTok if anything but um they're like 10 years old and they're putting on, and this feeds into the Sephora thing, so much skincare, not just makeup, right. but also like creams. And I'm sitting here like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are yeah. you putting on? It's crazy. I remember going to Sephora very young because it would be a way to get makeup done for free. And I'm not a makeup person, but I would always have a friend to be like, oh, like we have need time to kill in the city. Let's go to Sephora and get our makeup done. And then you would maybe buy like the cheapest thing because they did your makeup for free. They're not really doing that anymore. 
like you can ask for help and they're super helpful. But like we used to get like a full face of makeup done basically at Sephora. But I didn't, obviously it didn't do a haul. So now it's like these kids are now, their parents are taking them and they're getting thousands of dollars worth of makeups and creams and all that. And it's um, Drunk Elephant, that one skincare brand is the one that a lot of people are making videos about on TikTok right now where there's like certain products that are just... It's like the Stanley Cup of face creams. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. That they're just so popular. But this just occurred to me, particularly with the video going around of Kylie Jenner's face at, I don't remember what red carpet it was, where everyone was saying, Mm -hmm. like, her filler is migrating and she looks so bad and she's 25. Honestly, I thought she just looked a little tired in the video. I don't know why. (laughs) Like, she definitely has had a lot of work done. But Mm -hmm. it seems as though people doing, like, preventative aging routines when they're 10 years old, I see as part of this broader ecosystem of, like, getting Botox when you're 20. You're so right. It's like systemic, right? So now we see 20-year-olds getting Botox, so it trickles down to 10-year-olds getting makeup earlier. But it's not just makeup. It's the ecosystem, yeah. But it's not just makeup. It's It's preventative. Yeah, sorry. It's not makeup. It's skincare. skincare. It's creams. And it's hydrating. And it's serums. And it's sprays. And it's all this stuff about, like, taking care of your skin. But it's sort of tied in with this idea of self-care as just another job like it's Mm -hmm. a full-time job to put on that much face cream right so when your skincare routine starts stressing you out we're having a problem with our skincare routines i think so the fact that they're starting when they're 10 years old putting on layers and layers and layers and spending so much i guess you're bored when you're 10 so like sure there's where you could be doing drugs (laughs) <laughs> you yeah, might as well put some moisturizer 10? on. Oh, jeez. What I don't know. is doing drugs? <laughs> okay, Kat. Okay, 13. <laughs> you know, you don't hang out with 10-year-olds. Hopefully they're not doing drugs. <laughs> I don't know, but like, what did you do? What did you, this is also a aspect of people being very online and exactly. seeing these types of behaviors online. So this is an activity in and of itself is buying all these products and putting these products on and doing the get ready with me in order to create content. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is people that age want to be influencers too. So it's a way and it's a format to make a video that Mm -hmm. is successful for a lot of people. So then other girls are like, well, I could do that too because like it's easy to make a get ready with me video, but you do need the products. I am kind of sick of get ready with me videos. I don't like watching them. I don't want to watch you get ready. No, I'm sick of them too. I usually don't watch them. But what I do like are story time where people are doing something else. I do find like that holds my attention and it's such a gimmick. But someone's making coffee as they're telling a story or someone's doing their makeup as they're telling a story. And it has nothing to do with the coffee or the makeup. It just keeps your attention. Yeah, I guess I do understand. And I understand it's a format of video that's very prevalent. But sometimes mm-hmm. I'm just like, just stop moving. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> Just tell me the story. (laughs) And that's why we need to bring back the radio. (laughs) Talk radio. Last thing I'll say is Charles Osgood died and he was the CBS morning news person Sunday mornings. And it was so sad. They had a whole episode dedicated to him. And he used to say 
I'll see you on the radio. So I think we should end as a tribute with that. We'll see you on the radio. And TikTok. Rate, review, and subscribe. (laughs) Thanks. Bye. Bye.